This morning's uh, talk is phrase fillers, filling in a phrase, and phrase fluffers. Just a way of talking about it. I don't, I don't know if that's what anyone would agree with that, or, but I'm not concerned with that. So, and <clears throat> since I'm very absent-minded, and there's several things I want to make sure that I mention because it is a strong idea here that I'm trying to present. I, I have some cliff notes so just before I jumped off the cliff. <laughs> phrase filler. So a phrase filler is like uh, is something that we we fill in, uh, like a, a common one we all hear. Someone will make a statement say, you know what I'm saying? Something like that. It's, it's, it's a totally unnecessary situation that is introduced in a conversation to help with the connection what it does, though, is it's, it stops or smothers or clouds over the intention or the meaning or the understanding. Anytime we use those, I'll read a bunch of them and you can... Uh, let me be honest. Here's one. Uh, this is a fluffer. We we're talking to somebody, it's like, you know, I'm, uh, we might as well just say, you know, I'm going to stop lying to you. I've been lying to you all along. But now, let me be honest. So it's a, it's a way of, of manipulating... Uh, very subtle, very friendly, manipulating someone's awareness to, to shut down. Uh, what they're basically saying is, you don't have to even check my credentials because I'm, I'm going to be, you know, I'm going to be honest with you. Uh, I just heard uh, the person, the former vice president, uh, started out with defending his <laughs> prejudice by saying, here's the deal. Anytime anybody says, here's the deal, Listen very closely to what is behind their words, because they're trying to manipulate you in some way. It might be completely benign from this point of view. It might be completely uh, terrifying from this point of view. So I'll just read a few. Let me be honest to tell you the truth. Make no mistake. This is a if you, if you just hear that, just look at the personality that's behind that. And I'll say this uh, in a way that you've heard me say before, if you've listened to this person much. I'm not trying to get you to correct anything. Don't stop doing this. I haven't stopped using those. But be very aware that you're using them. My teacher, the Vidyadara Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, had some that he used. And uh, one of them that always irritated me way back in the early 70s, is, uh, is that the, he would make a statement and then he would say, that seems to be the basic point. And he did it over and over and over and over again. Those of you who have actually heard him actually talk, Robert, have you heard him say that? That seems to be the basic point. I think so, yeah. but I don't remember. You don't? No. No. It was a filler, so it went right by me. Pardon me? It was a filler, so it went right <laughs> by me. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. Um... I'm not prejudiced, but that's a good. You know, I'm not prejudiced, but anytime anybody says they're not prejudiced, they're prejudiced. There's just no doubt about it. There, there, there's some kind of prejudging or or assumption about things. You know, like uh, what uh, not to pick on our former VP, but uh, there's not a prejudiced bone in my body. Oh my gosh, what a confession of ignorance. So here's the deal. We're all ignorant. We can't, we can't be here without being ignorant. This is the very nature of human existence is ignorance. If you don't understand, 
I respond to questions. I can't always answer them, but I will respond. Making a mistake, let me stop lying. That would be maybe more direct. You know, let me stop lying to you. Uh, I am going to start taking out the garbage as I said that I would uh, every Thursday. So awareness about language and its structural intent to spread ideas that fuel, support, and resonate with others' motive was one, one's motives and goals is basically propaganda. It may be benign, but it's propaganda. Manipulating contrasts in awareness of self and others to get a get preferences. Uh, it's, it's, it's what it is. We're trying to, we call it communication, but we're trying to manipulate. I do that too. That's how I know about it. A phrasing that triggers a mutual ignorance. Uh, mutual, it, it triggers you're having a conversation that there's there's this pretty strong understanding happening, but then we, we tend to close that off with some kind of a phrase filler. Uh, a, a good example of, the, of this is uh, that you'll quite often hear is someone will be in the middle of saying, um, you know, I'm just going to make up something. Uh, well, uh, you know, red sport, sports cars are better than blue sports cars just because the amount of light reflected from them. And, you know, and, and right? Right? So a person will pause and, and say, right, or, or possibly you're saying something, and they might say, it might interrupt you to say, right, right. This is ignorance. I mean, it is a sign that the person is, by saying this, has actually stopped being open to what you're saying. Anytime anybody understands what you're saying or thinks, thinks they understand what you're saying, they might use that phrase, uh, right? Yeah, oh, right, yeah, right. Sometimes you get three of them, right, right, right. I've heard a few of those. Uh, if you ever have an interview with me, come in and do that. <laughs> See what happens. <clears throat> so again, it's not so much about correcting, maybe a little bit. If a person seems to be not open to any receiving any feedback, but just wants to present, in my situation as a teacher, just wants to present themselves, and I'll just let them do it. I just listen to them. I won't say much. But if there seems to be some kind of openness to uh, having some feedback, I guess you'd say, about what's happening with them, then I might say, um, stop saying right. A few of my students have actually gotten that message. There are other ones. You maybe anyone have a suggestion or have a, an idea about something? Yeah, Joseph. The reality is. The reality. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, uh, that's like saying. Oh, by the way, I'm going to tell you about reality. Uh, that's I sometimes say. Uh, you, if you hear me say, in fact, uh, I quite often will say in fiction after it. In fact, and in fiction, because I don't know if this is. It just, there's some factual aspect to it, but there's probably a lot of fiction too. So I might. Uh, as a as a way of kind of uh, being able to say something, but also saying uh, I don't know if this has some kind of factual basis to it. Probably some. The whole idea of fact and fiction is just another polarity. The world is full of polarities. Our whole is called the eight worldly dharmas. Our whole life can be run by wanting this and not wanting that. The basic teaching of the Buddha is about that situation, about grasping at this and rejecting that. It's the second noble truth of the Buddha. The first one is suffering, dissatisfaction. Uh, we don't like it. 
However, whatever is happening, oh, we don't like it. It might even be the slightest little thing like, uh, it's okay, but. This is okay, but. I need to move this a little bit. Yes. I have a couple questions. The first one is, um, how does addressing the way in which we muddy up language um, helpful? What about that is, is more helpful than the way we currently speak? So what I'm recommending or suggesting is just to be, it's always about awareness as far as the way I approach this. It's about being aware that this is happening, not stopping it or trying to get some kind of a, a get yourself to another state of mind where you're less muddy or more enlightened. This is just a misunderstanding, but it's a, a quite a profound one that someone is um, can actually using relative constructs get them into some kind of state that is completely clear. It's spiritual materialism. The mundane path you can you can. You can do that. You can move along because uh, it deals in polarities. Results, no results. Success, failure. Uh, really good situation, really bad. Really painful, really pleasurable. More. Is there something that's happening when we use phrase fillers that we we need to be aware of? Well, <clears throat> yes. Uh, the idea there is to be aware that whatever you're saying or whatever the other person is saying, that it, even though we might Im- impute some kind of clarity to that, there's a whole lot of shade. There's a whole lot of things. That, and being aware of the, of the lack of clarity is its own kind of clarity. This is what the Buddha, not that I was uh, checked in with the Buddha, but from my understanding of the teachings is that the Buddha was very, very clear about ignorance. He was very clear about of the way things are shut down. And he was so completely clear about it that it actually was enlightenment. It was a realization because nothing is separate. The fundamental understanding is nothing is separate from anything else. So when one's consciousness, which is, uh, you can't locate it, it just seems to be kind of hanging around your form, but it's not, not limited to this place. The whole idea of consciousness with place, we're not talking about nerve endings. We're not talking about perception. We're talking about uh, consciousness and the awareness that can actually be directed this way or this, this, that way. It's a very, very um, uh, don't, nothing's coming up as a word, but a very vague, from the point of view of ego or self-centeredness, of that which wants success, that which wants uh, and does not want failure. That particular merchandising mentality wants to control the situation and, and squeeze things in such a way that we get pleasure, success, and so on out of it. And so what I'm recommend, recommending in response to your question, or hopefully in response to your question, is bringing the awareness into that without doing anything with it. If you start fiddling with it, as soon as you start manipulating anything, this is what's happening to the, to the awareness. Awareness needs to be on receive. This is what we do when we sit down, take up a symmetrical posture, hold very still, and all the senses are open, and we just receive the thoughts, the emotions, the memories, the judgments, the evaluations, the sound of the birds, the sound of the fan. Just receive, just receive. And you'll notice that if you're just receiving, uh, if you do it enough, you'll notice that 
that there comes a time or three times or eight times or many times when you can actually receive something and do nothing with it. How does that feel? You don't know what it is. We had an example here this morning. I was looking at what happened. Other people were around the corner and they were looking at what they think happened. I saw what happened. Junshu saw what happened. And what happened? A giant elf came through the door and stomped on the floor and threw all of his garbage and she went and cleaned it up. What did you guys think it happened around the corner? Anybody with a vivid imagination? Of course, what happened was obviously, or maybe not so obvious, as the flower arrangement, which I probably who had to blame for that. <laughs> No, no praise, no blame. Uh, fell over and made a racket. It was probably something about the balance of it. I don't know if you have any idea why it fell over. No. But anyway, it fell over and made a uh, clash. Well, if you saw that, then you just saw it. You just saw what happened. But if you didn't see that, then you may have had, did anyone have a, a really creative solution to that? Did people hear that? No. So, Andrew, what did you think it was? First, I thought it was one of the bells fell over and knocked over some water. Yeah. But I remembered that it gave on it being a little precarious the other day. So. Oh, okay. And you're, you're precarious and you didn't fix it? I did my best. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I did my best. I like that. Yeah, well, I'm doing my best, too. So, yeah. Okay. So, it's just a, it's a way of looking at, at, at anytime anything occurs, something falls over, we immediately rush at it with our ideas about it. Or, uh, or not. You, you know, you might... Uh, when that happened, I immediately looked at looked at uh, the Shuso to see if I, because he, he could not see what happened, and uh, it's not particularly a credential, but he didn't do much. I couldn't see any. Did you have any idea what it was? I guess just proximity. There was an idea that it was the flower. It was interesting that sound. You could hear the tone of the metal change as the water left. It, it was like wow. I thought that was kind of neat. <laughs> so what is that? That's received. I'm not giving him uh, some kind of accolades for that, but nothing much happened except just what was there. But you won't get a credential with that for that, my friends. If you practice, you will not have a success story. It's not about that. That's spiritual materialism. What will, what will happen is if you want something, uh, if you, um, let me say it this way. What will happen is you'll be more and more clear about what you don't understand. You'll be more and more clear about, it's like, in Chazon's case, he's, his uh, understanding of it uh, went in, he received it, he, re he couldn't receive that sound of the tone of it changing as the water left, but that's a, that's a very precise uh, direction of the aware awareness that's going into that, and it's a very low-level analysis. It's not an intentional analysis based on ego wanting to figure something out or have a success story or manipulate or control or something. It's, a, it's an analysis that arises spontaneously out of what? Dependent origination. You said that to kind of contrast, like if someone saw that, you saw what happened, and if not, you had an idea or you thought what happened. Um, and then just think about how on it seemed like just a really passive way of it probably being the Ikebana that fell over. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between that and thinking we knew what happened? What do you think? So he he received what, what was there, it seems. I can't get inside of his uh, 
squirrel cage, but uh, but he saw what happened and did some low-level analysis and understanding of it. Just kind of, a, you could say, kind of appreciating the way the sound changed. So, but it doesn't sound like much addition was happening there, and there was no. And my my uh, perception, I'm sitting here watching this, and it was interesting for me to, to watch and say who was going to do something. Because I wasn't going to say, get up and fix that. Uh, so nobody, so someone just kind of, Junju kind of appointed herself. How did that feel to you? How did that look to you? How did that show? Because you, something occurred. This is like the five dharmas in the Lankavatara Sutra. Something happens, we name it, and then we make up stuff about it. And then the other two is, might be down the road. But the first two are, happen all the time. Something occurs, uh, we get, get, something fell over, so we named it. They could, Ikebana fell over. And then we could either go in to say, uh, you know, start to blame Michael. Did you do that, Flowering Don't you feel ashamed of yourself? <laughs> <laughs> so, actually, uh, do you feel to blame for that? No, I just, my first thought was, why did Sokuzan have to be in here when that happened? <laughs> So this is a really good. Uh, so should I've gotten up? Should I be the one? Should you know? Should somebody else be doing that? Uh, should we just leave it there for people to trip over when they come in the door? Um, all those things start to come up, and it's not about stopping those. It's not about being somebody else. Please don't try to be somebody else. Be your, be who you are. Be who you are. So th this, be genuine. Be who you are. L live your karma. This doesn't mean accept it. I didn't say that. This is what it looks like to accept something. Don't do anything with it, but live the situation as it arises. Uh, it will be, I'm not saying you can't do that without an awareness practice or meditation, but it'll be a lot harder because as the slings and arrows of outrageous fortune come your way, you're going to take them personally and you're going to fight back, or you'll, you'll object to some things and agree with other things, and you'll be, you'll be tied up in that, that uh, Coney Island of the mind. Yes? So would that be an example of don't do anything unless you have to, and then the judgments? So she sprung into action, and I don't know what the thought process was. Um, and then she get... started adding. Yeah. She, so she, she saw it. And the first, the first thought, best thought kind of thing that uh, Rinpoche talks about. You know, you see it and you just go fix it. But the, 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 the follow-up, the little, the little, um, uh, what do they call those things? Pilot fish. <laughs> and they stick, you're the whale. You're the whale and then the pilot fish stick on you. And they kind of trail along as your karma following you. 
Uh, whereas uh, you could just do it. It could be just a straightforward situation with no, nothing extra. It might be more about the, how the carpeting feels on your feet as you walk over there. It might be more, uh, more about more receiving, more receiving, less producing things. Less taking something that happens and producing something. When you produce something, you increase the illusion of separation. Anytime you evaluate or judge anything, anybody, yourself or anyone else. And this doesn't mean you, that I'm saying you should stop doing that. Just be aware of it. If you're just aware of it, then awareness, uh, there is no solid being who can succeed. There's no solid being who can fail. To be aware of that is powerful. Yes? Thinking of that situation, it seems like a lot of us have like one aspect that we don't like, judgment, pride, or how we shut down things. And yeah. you often tell us that we don't have to fix that. And sometimes that those things haven't gone away for you. Does the awareness practice just take the edge off of that because we just see that it happens all the time? <clears throat> might take the edge off. It might make a sharper edge. It's it's about not just don't correct it. Just don't. And I'm not saying you shouldn't correct something that's create, creating powerful issues for you that are difficult <laughs> or for someone else. Maybe a little bit of that, but we tend to go overboard on it and try to really wrestle something down so it doesn't happen anymore and then keep checking to make sure that's gone away. Nothing needs to go away. Your craziest thoughts, want to help others? Would you like to help others? Start with yourself. Be, be, be kind to yourself. You, you, the, the karma that arises in your mind, I don't care how terrible the thoughts are, I don't care how terrible the actions are, some actions in the world are horrible. But if you go to praise and blame, you'll actually ignore those rather than, than actually see what they are. Just be responsible for your own life and for your own thoughts. This doesn't mean there's someone thinking them. It's just a thought. So, difficult. How important is the way in which we communicate or select words to communicate? So the important thing that's uh, probably not emphasized enough in communication is to receive. Uh, quite often we think that communicating something is telling somebody something, explaining something, making sure they're clear on it, and that they understand what we think and how we feel, and rather than just, just receive. If you, if you just receive, then you'll do a lot less talking. And you'll just, just be with whatever's happening, you're just there. Just whether you're just receiving that and not particularly adding anything onto it. Sometimes our perception of something is so powerful that we can actually see the, even though the person is smiling and acting happy, we can see their suffering deeply. Don't meddle with that. So I think it's good. I think the awareness around that uh, and around the idea of just receive, as I say, I've said, Here's another phrase filler. As I've said hundreds of times. Uh, Recognize that? Just receive. Give everything your attention. The most profound form of, and simple form of generosity. Just pay attention. Pay attention. Give, pay that way. Give everything your, your attention. And uh, if you do that, then you, then if things come your way in terms of things arising, then, then you'll be able to receive them as they are without adding your idea, your interpretation, your judgments, 
your post-it notes onto everything. Receive it just like it is. It might be difficult to do that. We quite often want to find out why is that? Why does that look so terrible? Why questions are circular? Uh, notice, notice uh, when you ask when something happens. How, how easy it is for the self-centered mind, the ego mind, the narcissistic mind to go to why. As, as, as soon as you go to why about anything, it's not that there isn't some value there, but we tend to use that as an escape hatch to stop looking at the very thing that we're in, interested in finding out why it happened. Because when you say, when something happens and you say, why does that happen? You've actually abandoned the very thing that's happening. But if you say, what is that? Then you go into that very so-called, uh, that so-called uh, arising itself. Shoto? Seems like with language, we're at best two degrees removed from what we're saying because I have to speak through what I think this word means. And <laughs> yes. There's, I, I'm imputing that whoever I'm talking to is doing the same thing, so... Is there a way to bridge that gap or to... You know, there's no gra- you don't have to bridge a gap. Just be aware that that's happening. The awareness of that is enough. But if you try to adjust it, uh, like with an intention about a result, then that's when the circularity starts. And we start participating. We actually abandon the spiritual path and go into the mundane path of uh, success and failure. And it's not that some people... Some, some teachers actually teach in that way and use relative truth to, you know, we use it some here. We say, here's a monastery. You want to train your mind? Here's the, here are the forms. Uh, come in and practice. What we don't do is we don't, we don't, it's not a, it's not a cult. It's not something you have to do. This is totally up to you. It's your energy that keeps you here. If you want to get up and leave, you know, I may scold you for leaving. I may be disappointed that you leave, but I, I respect, and as I tell everyone else, respect people's confusion. Don't try to fix people. And, and uh, if, you can, if you can if you can, handle it, stop blaming people for things that they, you might better have some sympathy for people who are so wound up and so crazy and so unclear about the, the mess they make of themselves <coughs> and their life. Uh, might have some, some sympathy. Fancy word is compassion. If the compassion isn't happening here, it's not going to happen out there. Because how you treat the world is modeled on how you've been treating yourself. If you're shutting down yourself, you're going to shut down the world, more than likely. Or maybe less than likely. (laughs) (laughs) It's a war. Uh, Paper, scissors, rock? Yes. (laughs) Okay, in that case... (laughs) Go ahead. You mentioned how phrase fillers can be a form of manipulation. If, we're, if we are using phrase fillers that we aren't aware of, is there some sort of manipulation that's coming from this side? It could be. It could be. That's the idea of to be aware. <clears throat> Just be aware of that. I, I have probably have half a dozen of them. You probably don't. You could probably tell me what they are. I say uh a lot. Duh. Some of that is to give us a chance to maybe think a little bit more or reflect on what it is we're trying to say. But space works just as well. It's just that the ego mind is not so comfortable with space. So uh, 
my teacher, Cho Gim Trungpa Rinpoche, uh, would, uh, some, one of the, an interesting talk that he gave, uh, I don't know what it was, but a long time ago, he came in and it was a two-word talk. <laughs> he sat up there and he just sat there for a long time and everybody's kind of waiting for him to talk. He talked for a long time. And then he said, be genuine and left. The talk. Maybe that didn't happen. Maybe I just made that up. Do you guys make stuff up? No. Okay. I finally got a response. So we have some time. So further questions, Robert? Sure. Yeah. Um, right. 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 <laughs> um, a lot of the fluffers that you talked about, yeah. they, they seem, what I heard, and this is, yeah. whatever, um, yeah. that was another, another, was um, just a, a sense of contempt or um, disdain, um, like I've heard it before, um, I, I, I know what you're about, I and usually it's in response to something where I feel like if I said that, that I really feel like I've heard it before. That, that you know, oh, you're just you're just running your thing. I've been put in a box, and uh, I guess my question is, what does this have to do with conversation? I mean, because not saying anything could be as uh, fixated and bound up as striking out. What I mean, what does it mean to do nothing? If if one is uh, has, is working with their mind and, tr and training their mind to see the truth, really trying to understand what 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 this human life is and what is there a manipulation in a preamble like my understanding or something that undercuts what you're saying? It could be, and I don't think there's any definite like this is always this way and this is always this way, but just that what I'm endeavoring to bring my attention to. Your attention to is the is the actual uh, structure of the language, the way it is being used, helps us uh, continue to participate in gain and loss and right and wrong, and increase that situation, and cuts into our uh, cuts into our um, um, It shuts down this reality that is so incredibly present and vibrant. It shuts it shuts it off. It cuts its throat. It's just and it's so kind of flippant. You know, we're here. The most powerful thing is this presence. Trungpa Rinpoche uh, called called it authentic presence. Authentic presence doesn't need an agenda. It doesn't have an agenda. An agenda may arise. It may relate to it. It may it may not. But it's not a It's not particularly relating to it out of uh, uh, some kind of strategy to get somewhere else. The strategy that is talked about as we did the sutras and so on, the thing that is encouraged in the Mahayana path of uh, Buddhism is to save all beings, help people, put others before yourself. This doesn't mean to turn into some kind of a, a slave to others, but sometimes those metaphors are used in the teaching to get people to see that, you know, you really could give up on your own deal and really serve uh, 
be and be kind and helpful to others. And that doesn't that doesn't mean giving them advice uh, or anything necessarily. It may be just listening to them for a while, hanging out with them. What's the difference between a why question and a how question? They're they're uh, uh, cousins. Uh, the why tends to lead you to a because, which are, which could go this way and then that way, and then it can paper off this and go that, and then it can have several layers to it and just be more and more uh, difficult or whatever, or wind you up in knots. Uh, whereas uh, how, uh, I think of why is this way and how is this way. How now, brown cow? You know, how, 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 how does that work? It's like, it's not going to take you very far because you're going to get some kind of response that's probably going to uh, be okay to work with that isn't necessarily going to take you off in the distance. Can you give an example of one you're bringing? I, I was thinking about the Ikebana and I was asking how did that happen and it still seems like I was shutting down somehow. So the awareness that you're shutting down is what we're, that's what we're, you could say, looking for. Is to be aware of the way your the language helps you turn away from something. If we see ourselves shutting down, well, in my case, I usually realize it and then label it, I'm shutting down or something like that. Is there a way to notice our ignorance without becoming more entangled in it? So we have to, we have to, as we're being aware, we have to be also be aware of any any wish to get out of that dilemma by manipulation or I'll just stop doing this. Um, I think it's so individual with each person. Uh, one person may really need to actively push on something somewhat, but it's about the awareness that you're pushing, not just a justification that it's okay for me to push because. Uh, like of Junshu getting up and saying, well, somebody's got to go take care of that thing. Might as well be me. That would be extra. Instead, she just, she, as I, I understood it, you just saw that and you got up and went to take care of it. So kind of self-appointed. I don't know how much thought went before, rose before that, but I know when that happened, I was intensely curious about what was going to happen then for you. Yeah, yeah like, you know, what will happen? Will someone do something? I mean, it's, it's something, it's an a great example of something arising and then watching, especially people, everyone in here, in here is uh, meditating or holding still. So a very, very uh, ideal. Uh, it's like when someone comes up, uh, when uh, someone comes up and offers incense, or like this, and if they drop the incense down to put the incense out, if it breaks, to see what the person does. If the person is completely present, they'll just get another incense, so they'll pick them off the floor. But if they're not present, they're not really in what they're doing, they might go, whoops, they might say that, or they might say, darn, or oh shucks, <laughs> or other, some other Sanskrit word. So there's some kind of a, we've all had a little bit of that experience of we're in the form, uh, like uh, I was I was in the form, I was sharing with uh, Onyo, I was in, at the end of the form there, I lost track of what I was doing. And I so lost track that I, I actually didn't know where I was. So, so don't believe a word I say. This can come and go. Uh, uh, situations of spacing out, 
may, may be happening to me because I'm, you know, 78 years old. But I'm not really looking for any whys or wherefores for that. It's just things occur. We may do something about it. We may not. Keeping it simple, I think, is very important. We have a few minutes. Any final questions? Joseph, could you say a little bit about what is manipulation and what is a relationship between someone that is manipulating and someone being manipulated? I, I understand what you're asking me, but I, uh, ask me a direct question about it, and that will help me. Uh, what see is manipulation? What, wanting things to be different than they are, and doing it with yourself or with someone else, want, wanting to change something based on, just on a self-centered pushing, pulling, or shutting down. Or buying into passion, aggression, and ignorance uh, as it is just, it's just I'm, you know, I don't like this, it needs to stop. We might do it uh, in a roundabout way where we do it through passion, where we might uh, be tuning into the, what the person is fearful of or what they're in love with, and we, without even, without even particularly, uh, intentionally doing that we because we we read ourselves and we avoid things in ourselves and we grasp things in our in our own consciousness we we do that with others we some people are very good quite often they become salespeople. they feel like they can read other people's motives and so on and they have the desire to sell um, vacuum cleaners so it's just a uh, have a specific question um if you hear those phrase fillers and you might say, oh, I'm being meddled with, what's happening there? I mean, is there a way to say, oh, uh, I'm going to not be meddled with anymore? I think, yes. I think if you're, if you're aware, then you're, you might not get a credential out of it. Like suddenly you feel like, oh, I'm accomplished that. I think it's an ongoing thing where you're always, the world of samsara is, uh, as, uh, as has been said way before I got here, is notorious for being without end. You can't find the, you can't find the tail feathers. It's just endless because it's circular, and it's uh, and it's in little circles and huge circles and overlapping circles. And if you if you don't find a way to stop, to slow down, stop, the, uh, so that you can see the circularity. It's not about stopping the circularity. We're living beings. We're probably not going to be able to stop this, but this isn't going to last long. Sickness, aging, and death. This this lifetime that is all these um, all these uh, the breathing human beings that are here. This is a this is this will come to an end. As Trump Rinpoche said, some some people will die soon, <laughs> and other people will die later. <laughs> That's not funny. Don't see the humor in that. It's very funny. It's, and what's funny about it is, is that we so ignore that, and yet that's absolutely part and parcel of being a living being. You will die. It will last so long, 20 years, 30 years, 50 years, 80 years, 90 years. Probably not 100 years, but maybe. And then, and then we'll come to a totally natural thing for an organism to do. And we're, we're here, and we're uh, thinking, well, that's later. That's why it's so funny. seems easier to see the phrase fillers when we're not here, 
you know, in the outside world, I guess there's a lot less of it going on here. Um, for me, there's more discomfort with it when I'm talking to someone who's not a meditator. What is that? Why is it easier to have silence in a conversation here than it is with someone else outside of this context? That's a very good. You know, the, the reason I think it's difficult outside is the relationships uh, that the, per the person that you're dealing with is probably setting up the, 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 the furniture for the relationship for how that's going to work. Uh, their relative, it's, you know, it could be, have been going on for years. Could be so many different ways, but that person, the person who's really attached to samsara and to cause and effect and to success and failure, and, and their whole conversation about is about judging others or judging themselves or a constant chatter about uh, all of the about samsara or about uh, all the polarity that's happening there. And when we, uh, since we're sitting here, you don't you, you can't get a credential for awareness, so you don't necessarily feel the only way you're going to know anything is through contrast. So if you sit and sit and sit, but you've been here for a few years, you practice, you know, you may feel good, you may feel like crap, probably you're going to feel a lot of that stuff going, coming and going, because you're a human being. This is what human beings do. They, they feel good and they feel bad. You notice that. <laughs> but it's the same consciousness that that is happening to. So you don't need to, you don't need to accept or reject anything. You, you just uh, Consciousness is not separate from anything. It just looks like it is. So therefore, when we... When we walk out of here, since it's still a body-mind complex, and you walk and you walk in somebody else's milieu, especially something that is strongly uh, success and failure and hope and fear and all of this, or uh, these people are, are are managing to shut down. Not that they're not less intelligent necessarily, maybe more intelligent. They're managing to shut down and manipulate their situation based on things they like, things they on opinions, ideas. And from practicing here, you have less and less opinions, less and less uh, relative understanding of things, and more an ultimate understanding of things, which is uh, called wisdom, which is not something you can acquire. Uh, you can't acquire wisdom. Uh, all you can do is uh, hide out from it. And if you come here, you won't be able to hide out long. And so when you, as a, as a human being, when you go out into your environment and your traditional family or whatever, uh, that that's uh, very difficult. Uh, it's like you're walking from a, a room where everything is very quiet and still, and you're walking into a, a circus. You're walking into a fairground. You're walking into a lot of commotion, a lot of activity this way and that way. So this is why we unplug from that. Uh, the mind tends to, tends to mirror whatever it's in, unless you've been working with your mind on the cushion, sitting down and watching the interior carnival go on and not interfering with it. And when I say interfering, I'm saying this part of it's good, this part, you know, it's a really good thing because it goes this way. It's more like a how, the why things. Let's get on the how machine. I mean, I'm just being silly, but I'm saying it, the structure of it is magnetic. It pulls us in because we're still operating out of a, some level of hope and fear. It's probably a, a, a very low frequency when you're in the monastery or in an environment that is dedicated to uh, stillness and not not silence, uh, not some kind of shutting down silence, but a silence that uh, um, that is uh, um, is about uh, awareness, 
where and here we're aware when it's time to be quiet. We had a Oriyoki yesterday with 16 people sitting, and there was no there's no requirement in our Oriyoki style or, or uh, stylized eating to be silent. Uh, if you were to talk to the person next to you, uh, you could do that. Whereas if you're in a traditional Soto Zen, uh, Zen, then then it's it's more militant. Can't talk. Don't talking. You'll have people right next to you will scold you if you talk. But we don't do that here. But also, you'll notice that it's not much talking going on. So it's a natural. So it's a natural situation. Yes. Um, Shoshi has a question from Vicksburg, but uh, YouTube keeps shutting down, so I'm not sure if he's on again. Um, it's happened twice already this morning. But his question is, is there a physical equivalent of a phrase filler that we should be aware of? Hmm. That's a good question. So I often say, uh, watch people's body language, but don't, don't abandon what you're seeing by interpreting it. So if somebody goes like this, don't leave what you're seeing for they're shutting down. Don't do that. That's very disrespectful, not only to them, but to you in your own wisdom mind. Just, just observe. Come to no conclusions. Include everything. Include somebody yawns. Don't immediately think, I must be boring. <laughs> you might be. But don't leave what is happening for a conclusion. And if you do, then just be aware that that's happening. It's nothing to correct. So when I say don't, I'm not saying that you can accomplish that. But if I say it that way, then you'll notice when you do it, because I'll say, don't, don't abandon. And then you'll, you'll notice that then it will show up in a di as, a, as a different kind of quality. It'll show up as an awareness that you're spontaneously leaving, because you can't really control that. Like you can't control a yawn, particularly. You, 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 we all know somebody, when you're talking to somebody that you really like, and you don't you want them to like you, of course, we always do. And you'll notice that you're trying to yawn, but you... <laughs> and, and they're looking right at your lips, wrinkling like that. There's a yawn trying to sneak out the corner of your mouth. So, might be better to say, "Excuse me." There, I'm back. <laughs> or not? I don't know. You know, maybe you should. Maybe you should. I think a lot depends on uh, on uh, depends, depends, depends. The benefit origination depends on the very situation. Who is it? Uh, who, who is the person? What is the situation? Uh, if you're if you're operating out of hope and fear, or fear, fearful of looking bad, or looking looking uh, in any way, looking tired or disrespectful, if you're afraid of that, then you the awareness gets all the energy for the the awareness that needs to be present gets sucked up in the fear part or in the manipulation part. This is why the sitting practice of meditation is so powerful. If you do a lot of it, you won't. Be more aware. You you can't you can't uh, do awareness. You are that. You just are awareness. So as far as uh, Shoshi's question, that would that would be. Um, some people like you know I'm thinking of a, we all some politicians are like this when they're talking. We all know which one that is. So uh, and and other ones do a little bit of gesturing. And sometimes uh, I gesture with my hands uh, quite a bit, but I did have given a talk here where I didn't move my hands at all. I, don't know if, uh, I remember at the end of that talk, it's been a few years ago, I said, did anybody notice anything different about the talk? And uh, 
no one noticed that I didn't move my hands through the whole talk. Uh, they, they did notice that it was a, the energy of the talk was lower. So that's an interesting area there that if you, if, uh, you know, it's like if I try to give a talk like a ventriloquist. This is the meaning of the darn. <laughs> Go ahead, ask me a question. <laughs> <laughs> but, but the idea is, uh, it is about receiving uh, with Shoshi's question. It's about just don't interpret it. But anytime anybody moves, like by moving my hand this way and this way, some people move their hands like this. Some people move their hands like this. No one is saying. We're talking to porpoise. So it's always about the awareness of it, never, uh, so this is a very important part uh, as far as uh, uh, Shoshi or anyone else that's uh, reflecting on this. Uh, whatever's happening, uh, don't conclude because when you can, you see the movement, whether it's a physical movement, something uh, in terms of language happening, if you, uh, if you conclude then you actually abandon that before you thoroughly understood it or seen it. Because if you thoroughly understand it and see it, it won't be separate from you. And it also will be part of you, because that's extra also. Come to no conclusion. We'll stand and dedicate the merit in the back of our chant books. I'd like to remind everybody about the donation box that we have out in the hallway. We certainly appreciate and depend on your financial contributions. You value these teachings. Please help us as you can. May the merit of this penetrate into all places so that we and every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. Sangha, families, friends, and visitors. Heal everyone who is unhappy, sick, or suffering and fill them with light. <laughs> 